Hello again, everybody. Uh, so I'm going to do a second broadcast today. I just got this email from Project Veritas, who I subscribe to, and it, it's regarding the Reporters for Com uh, Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press uh, following the FBI raids that were uh, done on them. So there's an email. Uh, this was sent by email uh, to uh, the court, uh, specifically uh, Judge Torres and Judge uh, Cave. Uh, for the U.S. U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, um, the Daniel Patrick Monahan United States Courthouse on uh, 500 Pearl Street, New York, New York, one triple zero seven. And so I'm going to read part of this, but I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's 16 pages long. It just says the Reporters Committee for Freedom of Press. Reporters Committee respectfully requests that the court unseal the search warrant, application, supporting affidavit return, and any other judicial documents filed in connection with the November 5th search warrant executed at the residence of James O'Keefe, founder of Project Veritas, on or about November 6th, collectively the search warrant materials. In addition, the Reporters Committee respectfully requests that this letter be published, pub publicly doc docketed in the above reference manner. Now, just so before we go further, uh, the steering committee members of this is Wolf Blitzer, David Boardman, um, Theodore J. Boutros, Massimo Calabrese of Time Magazine. Uh, let's see who else is on this. Uh, Emily uh, Emilio Garcia Ruiz, San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, Josh Gerstein, Politico. Alex Gib Gibney, Jigsaw Productions, Susan Goldberg, National Geographic, James uh, Grimaldi, uh, The Wall Street Journal. Let's see who else is a big player on this. Karen Kaiser of the Associated Press, David Lautner, The Los Angeles Times, Margaret Lowe, uh, WBUR, Colleen McCain, Nelson, The McClatchy Company. And let's see, so who else is on here? Uh, Thomas E. Rubin of the Stanford Law School. Let's see, Jennifer Sondag, Bloomberg News. Um, Judy Woodworth of PBS, the, New, the News Hour. And uh, Susan uh, Zerinsky, uh, CBS News. So there's a, a wide variety of people on here uh, that. Uh, on this particular letterhead from the for freedom of the press. So, going on to the letter. The press and the public have a presumptive right to inspect the search warrant materials under both the First Amendment and common law. Because no countervailing interest required the continued sealing, it should be immediately unsealed pursuant to common law. Alternate, alternatively, to the extent that the court finds based on specific facts that a countervailing interest necessitates the continued sealing of some information in the search warrant, search warrant materials at the present time, the reporters com the committee respectfully requests that the court order uh, that the court order that redacted versions of the search warrant uh, materials be placed on the public docket immediately. And two, order the parties to inform the court when such redactions are no longer necessary. C. E. G. United States v. Cohen, uh, three sixty six uh, Federal Supplemental three uh, third edition six twelve six thirty three Southern District of New York twenty nineteen. Order ordering the unsealing of a search warrant materials with redactions and directing 
the government to submit a future status report explaining any, any need for continuing redaction and requiring the government to advise the court immediately if any intervening event obviates the need for continued redactions. So the relevant factual background on November 5th, Judge Cave issued a search warrant permitting the government to seize and extract information from cellular phones found in O'Keefe's home. A redacted comp, a copy of the warrant is attached here to as Exhibit A. On about November 6th, federal authorities executed the warrant. As reported by the New York Times, the search occurred one day after O'Keefe acknowledged that Project Veritas was under investigation by the Justice Department in connection with a diary reported to have been stolen from Ashley Biden, President Biden's daughter, Michael S. Smith, William K. Rochbaum, Adam Goldman, and Ben Protests, FBI searches James O'Keefe home and Ashley Biden's diary theft inquiry. This was published by the New York Times. According to the Times reporting on or about November 4th, 2021, federal authorities also searched the Manhattan re residence of Spencer Meads, a longtime Project Veritas operative and confidant of Mr. O'Keefe, an apartment linked to Eric, uh, uh, to Eric Cochran. So... So anyway, on November 10th, O'Keefe, through his counsel, submitted by email a letter motion to Judge Torres requesting that the court order the government not to examine the contents of seized phones and appoint a special master to review the phone's contents. On November 11th, Judge Torres entered an order requiring the government to confirm that it had paused its review of the phone's contents and set a briefing schedule on O'Keefe's motion. Argument: The search warrant materials are judicial, uh, or are judicial documents that the press and the public have a presumptive right to inspect under common law. So they want access to the materials, but they also want them to be unsealed, which is fine. Uh, O'Keefe has already made a uh, uh, made a statement regarding this, but of course, this is just weaponization of the de Department of Justice or I, as I now call it, the Department of Social Justice. They don't seem to be particularly interested in, in doing uh, right by either the press. Um, so the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment are all being under uh, being uh, besieged by our own government because they don't want you to have any rights. Irrespective of your political ideology, you should be very wor worried about this concept because when you can't speak freely, you know, without threat of harm or danger to other people, if you can't speak your mind and opinion, and when everything you do is being labeled disinformation or misinformation, even when the factual evidence is there, when you're actually supporting your uh, supporting your opinions by either science or evidence as presented, and people are uh, using that to squelch your ability to speak, or in this case, if you're a journalist. And the Project Veritas has been around for over uh, for now a decade. Um, they have done investigative reporting that the left refuses to do, in particular, on Pfizer, uh, on documents uh, uh, seized or, or well, I won't say seized, but uh, documents that have been obtained from insiders um, on elections, um, uh, scientific. Uh, information provided to them by uh, doing undercover work, um, videos that show that people that are connected to the very um, uh, companies like Pfizer and whatnot have, uh, and that's just been in recent uh, recent times, 
In other words, they've been doing the they've been doing the uh, the labor to acquire information based upon interview. They did it with, against CNN, also CNN, and what you know uh, what they found out about uh, uh, the Russia Gate. Uh, there was no there there and. Uh, nothing burger as uh, one of the one of the interviews they did. This was a long time ago. The point is, is that they are in the business of trying to do that. You may disagree with what their uh, results are, or you may disagree with what their stances are. As one uh, particular person put it uh, uh, in there, <clears throat> so they they their letter that they issued a part of it. Uh, see, founder they 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 wrote in particular. This is from. Uh, Committee to Protect Journalists. This is another uh, outfit. They said uh, in their uh, to to this point, founded by O'Keefe in 2011, Project Veritas is a nonprofit group that conducts expertise on groups that it perceives as left leaning and has amplified disinformation on topics including COVID-19 vaccines and alleged election fraud, according to independent nonprofit fact checking group First Draft. See, that's the thing. We have these groups out here that call themselves fact checkers. They're not fact checkers. They're propagandists that opposes fact checking. They try to they try to sneak in some concept to make to they 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 red herring and they straw man situations or they they pick pick a particular nuanced position and they they stick to that and say, well, this can't be absolutely verified. But yet, there'll be ninety percent of what is actually presented is is verified in actual video evidence or even hard copy evidence, and then they start looking at something that they can pick at, so they can debunk something, or as they, as they like to call it. So, but this is the key statement: while we do not endorse some of the tactics Project Veritas employees, the FBI recent raids on the organization's founder and his associates represent a concerning overreach by law enforcement. And uh, this is uh, due to, this was done or set by uh, CPJ, U.S. and Canadian Program Coordinator Catherine Jacobson. Um, so, that being said, they always seem to, they seem to uh, think that because they don't agree with somebody, they have to qualify what they're saying. Society of Professional Journalists is SPJ or a blue check mark. I'm not a big fan of Project Veritas, but this is just over the top. I hope they get a serious reprimand from the court because I think it's just wrong. Uh, this is a University of Minnesota Law School professor, Jane Kirtley, a former uh, ED executive director of RCFP and the SPJ Foundation board member. See, by making journalism has always been a professional, quote unquote, profession that's populated by young, impressionable minds. But moreover, the people like to make it, they have made it into a guild like they do with law school, like they do with medical school. Um, and by guild, I mean uh, they create these professional sounding outfits to say that you can't be a journalist unless you're a part of this particular club, which is not. And all, but in any way, shape, or form, reality. Um, the key to being a journalist, I think, is obviously to present the, the facts as equally as possible in a unbiased manner. Obviously, we all have bases, but the thing is, is to just present what the information is and let other people digest it the way they will. If you do provide an opinion on it, or do, you should denote that, at least that's what I do. 
in my particular stance, I will give you my opinion or my rant on it. That doesn't dismiss the idea of what I present. It's just the way it should be done. That way you do separate and delineate specifically your opinion or your thinking about a situation that should be blatantly obvious. And if you do tend to uh, uh, speculate or provide a hypothesis to the situation or how things work, it's mainly you should do that outside of the framework of the information that you're presenting, that you should present it as clearly as possible. So I've left links to this particular, uh, these uh, uh, documents uh, from the rcfp.org that they uploaded. I'm going to download it, and I'm actually going to post this at a uh, along with this broadcast, um, getting ready to uh, work on something else. But I do find it interesting that, uh, yeah, and it, I think more to the point, maybe these journalists are they have other angles regarding these things. But at least they uh, they presented some kind of of uh, defensive journalism um, and defensive. Uh, you know, the FBI shouldn't be involved in this in any way, shape, or form. But of course, you know. I'm also of the mindset that even as even as muddling as uh, Biden is, I don't think I think some of that is in fact an act. I'm going to go to that conclusion that uh, that uh, that that he is not as as uh, hamstrung as he's presenting himself to. I think he does that for uh, pity's sake, and so we may be we may have been getting sold an opiate. I don't doubt that he, I mean, uh, this is the reason why I say that is I can't believe that uh, uh, that he, this is just merely being done outside of the scope. I think they're con- they're having conversations with Biden or Biden is say- directing his DOJ to be like this. And the DOJ is filled with people that are willing to certainly uh, make the citizens of the United States scared of them. Uh, because they no longer represent the people. They represent their own self-interest. They could care less about anything um, regarding us. Um, this particular document does include, it seems uh, in particular, um, they're, they're doing, they, 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 they search and seizure are related to violations of, and they do a uh, statute. So the statute that they, they, they used to do this was 18 U.S.C., um, section 371, conspiracy to transport transport stolen property across state lines and conspiracy to possess stolen goods. And then uh, 2314, interstate transportation of stolen property. 2315, possession of stolen goods. 2, aiding and abetting. 3, accessory after the fact. 4, mis- uh, misprisoned of felony. I find the affidavit or any recorded testimony established probable cause to see a search and seize the per- person or property described above, and that such search will reveal. And they have an attachment here. So you're commanded to execute this warrant by November 19th. So, and, and what time of day from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m.? And they, it was signed by, this was Sarah L. Cave, a U.S. magistrate uh, d- a judge. She did that on 11 5 point. 2021 at 11 a.m. So that was where they were at on this. And they went after uh, O'Keefe. And of course, this information was passed to the New York Times within about an hour. Um, 
so they, they're, they're saying the fruits that they were looking for, evidence, fruits, and instrumentalities of the subject offense. Um, I'm going through the process here, reading this real quick. So, yeah, in particular, Ashley Biden and representatives thereof, Ashley Biden's family friends associates with respect to her stolen property. They want evidence of communications, evidence of location of Ashley Biden's property. Evans. The thing is, is this is all this. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, is when this was happen uh, uh, was happening last year, there was no there was no uh, push. In other words, any people will say, "Well, it doesn't matter when you know when it happens it's, uh, if it was a crime." But O'Keefe was made aware of this information, but a journalist being made aware of the information and given the given access or if somebody was shopping this particular information around, they didn't find it credible, so therefore they didn't they didn't never they never ran with a story on this. Others did, however. And the fact that they they're just going after their political enemies if you're the Biden administration because they're obviously attacking the vaccine. And of course, the Biden administration is trying to force feed uh, the idea that we should take a vaccine uh, using all their administrative uh, agencies like the CDC and OSHA uh, to uh, force this down people's throat, which is unconstitutional. And they're violating people's privacy. They're using uh, corporate go-betweens that, that do their do their dirty work for them and therefore putting people at grave risk. Because when this thing comes back on them, when it, unfortunately, I I suspect there's going to be a severe increase in in uh, deaths and disablement due to these vaccines because of the rushed nature and the particular aspects of them and the amount of boosters that people are willing to take in order to continue to keep their job. Uh, when this starts to roll back on them. Uh, I I suspect somehow, some way, there's going to be an enormous class action lawsuit, which will bankrupt the CDC. They will play, put them out of business. Crimes against humanity. These people should be locked away forever and ever, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, that's off the subject. Uh, I hope uh, this podcast comes a little bit clearer than my last one. And have a good good evening.